So guys, welcome back to ADHD Mission. For those of you who are new here, this is the show where I talk about how I put my ADHD in your mission, my experiences doing that, and how you can do it too. It is possible for every single person on this planet. Yes, every single person on this planet has maybe like, you know, <laughs> two or three, maybe maybe not. Um, if you have like severe brain damage or if you were shot in the head as a child, but otherwise, um, I really am not totally convinced that this is an inevitable condition. I think that there are some genetic susceptibilities, but it is not really a genetic problem with the dopamine receptor. Um, that's my position on ADHD. Today, we are going to be talking about my experiences with different medications. So, well, actually, it's not my experience. I only have experience with one medication, but I do have extensive experience with that medication. Um, and I have some kind of uh, more scientific beliefs on which medications are, you know, superior to other ones. And... Just the differences between them and my thoughts on medication in general. So, um, let's just get into it. Like I said, this is, I really, I really think you guys can do this. And this is my, my, my goal here is to have you reach the same result as me. But a lot of you are not going to be able to put in, and I don't mean this egotistically, but a lot of you are not going to be able to put in uh, the same amount of discipline that I have. So I can't promise that you will remiss it, but I can promise you will see massive improvements just from implementing this stuff, I'm going to tell you. So um, today, like I said, we're going to be talking about medications. So I only took one medication ever. Let's just start from the beginning. So um, my parents are <laughs> getting mad at me about this. Um, as a kid, very energetic, very susceptible, what I like to say. So I was susceptible. I, was, I had it genetically, just like naturally... I'm a very passionate person, so I get very passionate about stuff. And you can imagine what happens to a very passionate kid when, <laughs> you know, fifth grade, by fifth grade, he's completely exposed to porn, social media, uh, video games, just garbage stuff like that, right? You can assume what happens. Uh, he loses all passion and ambition for everything else in life, and he <laughs> basically just does those things all day. That's what I did. Uh, I just play video games all day. I play League of Legends all day, Fortnite. Uh, literally clash for like just stupid stuff like that um wasn't always like this even in, in even in kindergarten and this is what my parents got mad at me about i said that in kindergarten the teachers wanted me to put wanted put, to put me on amphetamines or adderall and my dad was like that's not what they said but that was <laughs> that was they can't say that because it's not legal for them to say that but they were saying like you know you should you should get him checked out you know he's really disruptive you know what they're talking about when they say that they want Need to be put on medications, so I'll shut up in class and stop, you know, making my funny noises. Because this is the society we live in. We live in a very conformist society, a very, you know, comply or get out society, um, where five-year-olds who two million years ago or even a thousand years ago would be outside playing with animals and, and leaves and, and sticks, and now they're inside sitting in a chair and they're trying to teach them about, you know, freaking cursive or the alpha, <laughs> whatever they're teaching kids to say. I don't even know. Um, I can tell you, I did not have ADHD at this point. I was just a kid. Um, kids are not good at paying attention. That doesn't mean they have ADHD. ADHD is specifically low dopamine. Kids are not low dopamine. Kids are very high dopamine. Um, they're just not mature enough to understand this is important. And really, I think that kids have a lot more knowledge than a lot of these adults because none of this really is that important. And that's, I think people get tripped up in life too much. When they start thinking that things are overly important, they take things very seriously or they're, you know, they're all stressed out and it's like, dude, <laughs> it's all a game. 
right? And kids understand this. And then slowly through school, they are programmed out of understanding this. And then they come into this, you know, like real world philosophy of, you know, the real, the world, the real world's not that good. The real, it's not all fun and rainbows. And it's like, it's, it's depressing that the cycle they take us through. Um, but you know, at this point I was all fun and rainbows. I wanted to go play in the forest. And I'll tell you right now, if you're a parent and you have a kid and you're wondering if they have ADHD, give you a simple trick you can do to test whether they are just energetic or whether they actually have ADHD. Take your kid in the forest and see what they do. If they're playing around, if they're having fun, if they're occupied, they don't have ADHD. They're just a normal child. Um, the system is <laughs> does not like normal children. They like uh, children who will comply, who are very pliable, who are very, you know, they'll just do <laughs> whatever they want. That's why they want high serotonin kids. Um, none of this is conspiracy theory. It's just, it's very obvious. The system, classrooms do not want kids who are being disruptive, who are loud, who are overly individualistic. They want kids who are going to follow directions very easily. Be very compliant. Be very um, conformist. That's ultimately what's going to make it easier for the system. That's what's going to make it easiest for them in society. Um, I reject this idea. You <laughs> can't tell. Um, I don't think this is good. Um, but yeah, this is the other way. The other thing that happens when you take your kid into the forest. Um, they get bored and they're thinking about video games and they're, they're wanting to go. Then they have ADHD. Um, the only time AD kids really going to have ADHD is if you've exposed them to you know TV or you're like letting them go on an iPhone, which please, for the love of God, never do that. Never give your kid, when your kid's crying, when your kid's being annoying, do not give them the screen just to get them to shut up. That is how you mess up your kid. That is how you give your kid ADHD. If you do that, I can, I, I see all those, these babies with their iPad. I, I can 100% guarantee all these babies will have ADHD. Obviously not 100%, um, <laughs> but uh, I think this is a huge risk factor. Even back when I was a kid, I mean, I still am a kid. I'm 17. But um, even when I was a uh, toddler, um, there were some people doing this, but it wasn't really a lot. But now it, you just see it so much, and it's saddening, and there's going to be a lot of kids who are um, this is going to be detrimental. <laughs> okay, we're six minutes in. I haven't even said a word about medication. So the teacher wanted to put me on medication. My mom's like a naturopath. She says, no, no, none of that. Because I didn't have ADHD. I was just being a normal kid. Um, by eighth grade, I was no longer a normal kid. At this point, I did have ADHD, and I think I had like a one point six GPA or just some some stupid like, not a good not a good GPA, right? And so my mom and this is way before I got to any of the self improvement stuff. This was when I was, you know, a lot of porn, a lot of video games, a lot of social media, a lot of uh, candy, all this stuff, which is very detrimental, very inflammatory diet, messed up gut, and I actually realized my gut has been messed up for. Uh, 16 years, and I only fixed it like four months ago. This is the first time I've ever had normal gut function. But um, I'll make an episode on that entirely by itself. That might be the next episode. We'll see. <laughs> a lot of ones that I want to do. Um, anyways, let's, let's talk about medication. So in eighth grade, um, my parents said, you know what? <laughs> we have no other choice. This is a 1.6 GPA. I mean, he's not going to drop out and be an entrepreneur. Um, he's going to drop out, and he's going <laughs> to maybe start taking some substances. You know, smoking meth, you know, maybe just like chilling at the house, whatever. Not really going to achieve anything in life. That's what it looked like. That's what a lot of my teachers believed. A lot of my teachers are like, oh, he has so much, oh, he has so much potential, but he's just not applying himself, which is true. And then some of the teachers are just like, no, he's a failure. Like this kid's just a throwaway. Um, yeah. Shows how happy they are. Um, let's talk about medication. So eighth grade, my parents gave up. They gave in and they put me on methylphenidate. Brand name was Concerta, also known as Ritalin. 
Well, it's not also. They're two different brands, Ritalin and Concerta. Um, so I am kind of anti-medication. I am significantly anti-medication. I think that the vast majority of problems in our current society are environmental. Almost none of them are genetic. Depression is definitely not genetic. I think ADHD is not genetic. Depression is definitely not genetic. <laughs> Anxiety is definitely not in ge- uh, genetic. Um, infertility is definitely not genetic. If you had a bl- if you had a genetic condition where you just were infertile, <laughs> you wouldn't be alive. Like you, your ancestors would not. It's just so silly. The, the, like the lies. If you had, if your ancestors had a g- genetic disorder where they were like constantly anxious and they weren't, it, you would not be alive. Like there's there's no really like rationale. It's just kind of ridiculous. Um, and they've said like, oh, this is this is normal, and it's, so they can sell the medication. Um, if you knew that it wasn't normal, if you knew that this is caused by the environment, maybe you would seek alternative means, and then um, the industries would die. We're nine minutes. We haven't talked much about it, but um, like I said, I have very uh, not in favor. Also, a lot of the medications are predatory. A lot of them don't work so well. A lot of them we know are kind of dangerous, like um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Benzodiazepine is very dangerous. Um, my friend just got put on his seventh benzodiazepine from this guy. You can look up his name is Louis, and you can write this guy a dirty email if you want. His name is Louis Jake Louis J. Kraus. I want you to write him a dirty email, and I want you to read the reviews by this guy. Tons of people talking about how he shouldn't be around kids. He makes kids uncomfortable. Um, he laughs at people's concerns. He it's all his garbage, and this is not someone that you want. He has is his rating at the hospital is like. He has like a 1.5 star rating on the website, which I don't understand. I mean, when an Uber driver gets to four stars, they get fired. A doctor can get to 1.5 stars, and he's still working at the hospital around kids. That is ridiculous. Our medical system needs to change, but I am pretty anti-medicine um, in general. Um, I think some of it's helpful. Most of it, I don't think it's helpful. And also, it's all made from petroleum, all SSRIs, all benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepine, what do you think that means? Benzene. Benzene has benzene, which is a petrochemical. They're all, all these chemicals are synthesized from petroleum. I don't know. I don't think amphetamine is. I don't think, I think methylphenidate sometimes is. But amphetamine, I don't think it is. I'm not sure though. It's just, it's all made from petroleum. It's all contaminated with a bunch of, um, you know, heptane and 1,4-dioxane and pH and just a bunch of terrible stuff. Aside from the fact that the medications don't work too well and they're just dangerous in their own right. But, um... I think that a lot, I think a big reason that we're seeing so much serotonin lies being kind of pushed out is because serotonin is very effective at making people more complacent. Um, this is kind of just obviously very been a high serotonin state compared to a low serotonin state. This is why when you take a happy person and you give them SSRIs or you put them in a high serotonin state, they develop anhedonia. And <laughs> when you give a depressed person high serotonin or SSRIs, they become normal <laughs> because it just blunts you. Blunts you makes you complacent. Not really uh, a lot of room for, I mean, I guess there, I, I say that a lot, but there is a lot of room for debate there. But um, it's it's kind of true. You can ask most people who've taken SSRIs, makes them complacent, makes them blunted, doesn't necessarily make them ecstatic or happy about life. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the place that SSRIs play in society. I think benzos also kind of like normalize people. I think the the thing with AD, I think the, the agenda with ADHD drugs it's mostly. I think ADHD drugs are actually probably like the least harmful class of drugs. Um, Concerta, methylphenidate, amphetamine. I think that those, these are the least toxic pharmaceutical drugs we see. SSRIs causing huge problems with metabolism. This is why we see so many people gaining weight with 
How can you gain weight on a meditation medication? We think that this is something that's safe. It's not. It is so bad for your metabolism. It's so bad for your thyroid. It's so bad for your fertility. It's so bad for your sex function. It's just so bad for every part of your body having high serotonin. It's ridiculous that they're able to still do that. Benzodiazepines, literally, it's <laughs> a meme. Destroys super neurotoxic, destroys testicle cells, all these terrible things. I think that uh, we actually got lucky with ADHD because I think that ADHD drugs are probably um, <laughs> the safest pharmaceuticals that have ever been developed. Um, amphetamine is neurotoxic at all doses, at, recre at, at recreational doses, also at therapeutic doses, at low doses. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how long you use it. It's neurotoxic. Amphetamine causes damage to the cytoplasm, the dopamine receptor. Uh, cytoplasm causes damage to neurons. Um, it, it's it's neurotoxic, but it's not as bad as these just benzene diazepines or you know SSRIs, which is <laughs> a meme drug, dude. There's so many drugs that are so much worse than um, stimulants, in my opinion. And you see a lot of these conspiracy theorists online, and I am a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> you won't hear that a lot. Um, you'll see a lot of these conspiracy theorists online talking. I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. There, you'll see a lot of these people online talking about, oh, they're putting our kids on medication to like numb them and make them like just conform. And I don't think that's really what stimulants are. I think that is mainly uh, SSRIs. I'm not a fan of SSRIs at all. <laughs> that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about ADHD um, again if you have any questions if you have any contentions if you want to argue with me if you want to have a conversation if you want to ask me a question email me always email me ADHDremission at gmail.com do not stop taking your SSRIs please <laughs> please do not stop taking your SSRIs abruptly please do not do that this is not medical advice and should never be substituted for you know whatever that freaking disclaimer is but whatever the, the those fake disclaimers, do not stop taking your medications. Please do not stop taking your medications. Please do not stop taking your benzodiazepines. It's probably better to, it's definitely better to have some destroyed testicle tissue than to die from a seizure. Please do not abruptly, at least email. I, I say that, at least, I'm, I'm going to give this like medical, at least email me, okay? At least email me if you're going to do something life-changing, which may result in your death. Um, please... Do not just take any actions for my video. But um, like I said, amphetamines are neurotoxic. It's not really debatable. This is There's a certain set of facts. There's like a range of debatability. There's like things which are conspiracy theories. And there's things you can literally just ask ChatGPT and it'll just tell you it's true. Um, that's not like you can look it up. You can read any study. All studies have confirmed that amphetamine is neurotoxic in a dose-dependent manner. In a dose-dependent manner. Um, but it is neurotoxic at all levels. It just depends on how much you take. Um, so I think at therapeutic doses, it becomes significant after a while. This is why I don't think kids should ever be put on ADHD medication. I think, you know, maybe we should have some alternative schools where it's not so conformist. Maybe we can take all the high serotonin bots and we can put them in a school where they, you know, go on to college or whatever. And then we take all the, you know, special ADHD, uh, noisemakers and, and, you know, put them in a different school, which is more conducive to individuality. Um, again, I don't, I don't mean any offense if you are, whatever, right? I do mean offense. I don't, I mean, I mean offense to these teachers. I mean offense to, I mean, it's not even really the teachers. The teachers have a lot on their plate. I don't blame them. Got some kid acting it up. Not their fault. I blame the system. I blame the people who um, made these un unfortunate, I always like the word unfortunate, these unfortunate medications. So, um,
the medication that I prefer over amphetamine, and I've never tried it, so I can't really say it for myself, but scientifically and mechanism of action-wise, I would say methylphenidate is probably safer than amphetamine, and it's for a couple reasons. First of all, um, methylphenidate has not been shown to be neurotoxic at therapeutic doses. I don't believe that it is. Um, it's actually protective against methamphetamine neurotoxicity in higher doses, which I think um, is indicative of some neuroprotective mechanism of action. Sorry if I'm saying a lot of big words. I don't mean to intimidate you. I'm just... <laughs> I used to be really into this pharmacology stuff, but I got out of it because it got kind of boring. But um, this is a study. Effects of methylphenidate on extracellular dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine comparison with amphetamine. Basically what it says... Um, it shows in rats that amphetamine actually raises serotonin. Uh, it's not something we want. Um, I'm not sure how it does that. Methamphetamine also raises serotonin. I'm not sure how it does that. Um, but we know that methylphenidate does not raise serotonin, so this is something that's positive. I'm pretty sure that the methyl or the amphetamine um, dopamine to norepinephrine ratio is higher, which is something that uh, researchers and doctors like a lot. And I mean, it's definitely more positive. You don't want to have as much norepinephrine. That's going to cause most of the negative side effects with ADHD medication other than addiction and um, what, dependence <laughs> are caused by um, excess norepinephrine. So stress, anxiety, um, a lot of these problems are caused by norepinephrine. They're not caused by dopamine. And the positive effects, the things that we want, paying attention, that is from dopamine. So having a higher D to N ratio is going to be positive. Methylphenidate has a lower D to N ratio, but it's not neurotoxic. It's better for long-term use, and it doesn't increase serotonin. Um, increasing serotonin is going to combat some of the good effects, and it's going to cause some um, problems with excitation. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Excitation, because you're going to have high dopamine and high serotonin at the same time. That is not a natural state of the brain. Uh, dopamine and serotonin are... They compete, they block each other. So if you have high serotonin and high dopamine at the same time, that is indicative that um, you took some substances. So this is going to lead to some excitotoxicity, possibly. Also, it's just a nat not a natural state for the brain to be in. We don't really know anything about how the brain works, so it's kind of strange to be doing things such as this. Um, yeah, I think amphetamine is more problematic than um, methylphenidate. I've also heard anecdotally it's more addicting um, the problem with ADHD, they're all going to be uh, seriously addicting, especially in some people. For me, they're pretty, um, and I don't understand the word habit forming, because, I mean, how would it not be habit forming? The freaking doctor is telling you, you take this thing every day. You are going to have to take, medic I don't, I don't take any medication. I forgot to say that. I forgot to even say how much I took. So, eventually, my parents, I was first on 18, that didn't do anything, 36, that didn't do anything, 56, or 54, that didn't really do anything, either. or 27, and then 36, and then 54. Um, when I really got to 54, I would always tell my doctor, like, I don't see any difference, and this was because I was still playing video games, and, um... Man, I'm never going to get a good sneeze on this podcast, am I? So... <laughs> oh. Oh, that was a fat one. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but yeah. So I eventually got to 54, and I never felt it. And I'd play this literally just to be able to stay awake in school. Um, and uh, when I, it wouldn't really help me focus. It would just help me, like I said, be even like stay conscious. Um, 
So what I would do when I do take when I do homework or write an essay or something, uh, I would take two. So I'll be <laughs> 108 milligrams is literally like a recreational dose. Um, yeah, not good. That's definitely caused some problems. Not lingering problems. I'm fine now. I take nothing. Can focus very well. I can meditate for a long time. I can uh, be in deep work. Deep work is a really good book. I recommend you read it. It's positive for ADHD. Um, but yeah. When it comes to medications, I would recommend that you take either Ritalin or Concerta over amphetamine-based medications like Dexedrine, Vyvanse, or um, Adderall. Um, but here's okay. Here's another thing that I want to address. I'm pretty sure that these are all petrochemicals. So methylphenidate is probably methylphenidate raw material. Okay, acetic acid. I'm pretty sure synthetic acetic acid is made from acetone, which is petrochemical. Um, yeah. No, I'm not... Okay. Methanol, hydrochloride, that's a petrochemical. So, the problem is that a lot of these medications involve petrochemicals. That's not the biggest problem in my opinion. The biggest problem in my opinion... I want you to do this okay? I want you to Google Concerta pill ingredients, and I want you to look at this just garbage. I want you to look at this garbage. Okay, we're gonna ingredients. Butyl. <laughs> oh my god, this is terrible. It literally the first freaking ingredient is butylated hydroxytoluene. If you don't know what that is, BHT. <laughs> that is a that is a high level carcinogen. That is like some. That's a heavy duty carcinogen. I would. <laughs> that's like that's like EWG grade carcinogen. Like you don't want to be messing with BHT. Carnauba wax. I don't even. I don't even know what this is. Okay, no, yeah, that's that's good. That's not bad. Um, cellulose acetate, obviously not bad. Hypermellose, not bad. Lactose, not bad. Phosphoric acid. Um, that's not a petrochemical. It comes from phosphorus. Polozamer. Um, if I can remember correctly, polozamer is a petrochemical. <laughs> Um, so this is probably going to be under Polyzamer. Raw material. Okay. Holy. Polyethylene oxide. Poly, polypropylene oxide. Polyethylene. No, God, dude. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> okay, this is one thing you'll notice. In all, and if you look at Prozac, Prozac is insane. Prozac literally has... I almost just swore. Prozac literally has parabens in it. What is wrong with these companies? They're putting parabens in the pill. What? That makes no sense. So we have, um, as if you couldn't get enough serotonin, <laughs> um, we have polyethylene glycol. Not sure why that's in um, the ADHD pill. That's going to be anti-androgenic and anti-dopaminergic. That's going to be problematic. We have polyethylene oxides, more just garbage. Povidone, more garbage. Pro propylene glycol, more garbage. Uh, they lie and say propylene glycol is safe, but it's propylene, <laughs> so <laughs> that's petrochemical. Um, sodium chloride, that's really toxic. You don't want to... No, I'm just joking. Um, stearic acid, that's good. Succinic acid, that's good. Synthetic iron oxides, eh, I don't know. Sometimes when they put iron in these pills, they put a lot of iron. <laughs> I don't like that, so I don't know. I don't like that they don't have a dosage there. I think we should know the dosage. Um, titanium dioxide, okay, as long as it's small now, again... We don't really know how much it is. Um, Triacetin, I'm not sure what that is, but 
it's a very small mouth, so. Try a seed in. Okay, the FDA says it's safe, that's great. And it's posted on Eastman Chemical, which is great. Um, we're gonna look at the raw material. Uh huh. No, no, no. Okay, acetic acid. I'm pretty sure acetic acid is made from acetone, so acetic acid for raw material. <laughs> Coal derived methanol. Okay, so not acetone, but methanol. So, methanol is made from ethanol, of course, and ethanol is made from ethylene. So, <laughs> this is petrochemical. Um. Ah, uh, literally like every chemical in here is a petrochemical. Why? Why? Why is there, and we know it's going to have so many contaminants, it's going to have dioxins, it's going to have poly polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, lots of antidopaminergic problematic compounds. I haven't even looked at Adderall, so I don't know what's in there. Um, I think Adderall actually has red 40. <laughs> okay. Adderall inactive ingredients. I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting, I just, this is really interesting to me. Ingredients. Um, okay, so we have collodial silicon dioxide that's not going to be a net negative for the gut. Uh, compressible sugar, cornstarch, magnesium stearate, microcrystalline cellulose, not really a problem. Saccharin, sodium, saccharin is uh, halogenated. <laughs> um, okay, oh, it has no color that's good. The 7.5 milligrams and 10 milligrams. All, okay, the 5 milligram is a white to off white tablet which contains no color additives. Thanks for not putting in color additives which cause ADHD in my ADHD medication. But the 7.5 milligrams and 10 milligrams also contain FD&C, blue number one, aluminum lake as a color additive. Well, never mind. Um, blue aluminum lake, <laughs> a blue lake wasn't enough to have to add <laughs> aluminum. Not sure about that one. The 12.5 milligram, 50 milligram, 20 milligram, and 30 milligram also contain FDNC yellow six aluminum lake as a color additive. Again, <laughs> they're just adding aluminum now. I'm not sure. The yellow yellow six by itself already um, pretty <laughs> potently uh, increases ADHD. You have to add aluminum to it too. Um, let's look at it. Let's look at a current quick little study on aluminum. And this is gonna be called "Is the Aluminum Hypothesis Dead?" So this is talking about the aluminum hypothesis of Alzheimer's. Um, people propose that aluminum. So <laughs> it's not even saying it causes; it's just saying it's involved in it. And this, this guy's like, no. Um, <laughs> Yet, despite this current indifference, the aluminum hypothesis continues to attract the attention of a small group of scientists, and aluminum continues to be viewed with concern by some of the public. Well, I wonder why that is. Probably not, because it's a heavy metal. And it's very anti-androgenic and anti-dopaminergic. This review article discusses reasons that mainstream science has largely abandoned the aluminum hypothesis and explores a possible reason for some in the general public continuing to view aluminum with mistrust. I wonder why. And before you waste your time reading the study, I would recommend you just scroll to the bottom and you see um, Theodore Litsky is a consultant for the International Aluminum Institute. Hmm, I wonder what that is. International Aluminum Institute. We're going to Google that really quickly. And we're going to scroll down. Oh, it has three stars. Okay. <laughs> Not sure why this place has stars on Google. Let's go look at this. The International Aluminum Institute is the only body representing the global primary aluminum industry. Um, established in 1972, current uh, International Aluminum Institute membership includes global bauxite, aluminum, and aluminum com companies in all the major producing regions, including China. Wow. This is definitely a study that's going to be worthwhile to read. <laughs> 
No thanks. Um, <laughs> oh god, dude. This is the there's and this is why I want you guys to be wary of Phoenix Science. Before you read a paper, you should always look at who it's funded by or you know all the stuff. There's a bunch of anti or pro BPA stuff that came out. There's a bunch of stuff saying plastics weren't estrogenic. Every time you can scroll the bottom, <laughs> it's made by Eastman Chemical or something. Um, but yeah, Adderall generally, I'm not a fan of Adderall. Um, it's neurotoxic. I'm not a fan of using it in kids, especially because it's going to create serious dependence. Um, I'm not really a fan of methylphenidate either, but of the two, I would choose methylphenidate. Um, not actually, I would prefer uh, list dexamphetamine Vivans over um, the basic um, dextroamphetamine, which is Adderall. So if you can get Vivans, that would probably better more beneficial than Adderall. Um, I'm pretty sure it has a higher D to N ratio, which is why people are prescribing it more nowadays. Maybe it's just because <laughs> they're getting more back ends. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I remember that has a higher D-down ratio. Um, I wouldn't take any of this stuff if I were to you. I would just <laughs> listen to stuff. I'm gonna, I would not go off medication suddenly. I would not do that. That might not be a good idea. Do not do that. Um, but I would recommend that you listen to a lot of my stuff, and then that will probably lead to maybe you'll be able to lower your dosage, or maybe you'll be able to come off it completely like me um, and really have not any significant remaining symptoms. Um, again, all of these medications basically are made with petrochemicals um, or made directly of petrochemicals. Um, the vast majority of them are also made with halogenated anilines. Uh, I, just I just learned to say Prozac, Fluoxetine. Um, what do you think? Flua. What do you Flua? Flua? Fluoride. Yeah. Fluoxetine has fluoride in it. <laughs> As if you couldn't get more serotonin from the SRI, you have to add uh, fluoride. Huh, not sure. Um... Luckily, like I said, this is probably the safest class of pharmaceuticals. Um, statins, um, benzos, SSRIs, um, MAOI. Actually, MAOIs are not uh, What else? I'm not even, I'm blanking. I'm not really remembering a lot of, um, yeah, I don't really remember a lot of stuff. <laughs> I haven't done any pharmacology in a long time, but from what I remember, um, amphetamine is absolutely neurotoxic and... Things like Concerta and Ritalin are probably going to be more beneficial. Although they might be less, a little bit less efficacious in treating it, they're going to be a lot safer long-term. And I recommend if you are going to take these things, um, for God's sake, do not take them on the weekend. Just take them when you have to work. And over the weekend, kind of try and recover. Um, over the weekend, you want to be resetting. You want to be taking a break. If you take these for every single day, <laughs> that's not going to be beneficial. That's going to lead to some terrible, terrible upregulation of the... Um, the transporter, which is what you're trying to inhibit to de increase your dopamine. Um, it's going to upregulate the transporter, and that's going to <laughs> have negative effects on your dopamine. Um, I'm sorry, this 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 video was, was supposed to be kind of good, but uh, I got kind of sidetracked. I didn't really get sidetracked. This is just stuff that I enjoy talking about, so uh, if you don't like it, you can just skip over it in the future. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about... I don't, because it's all made from petroleum. A lot of it's made from halogenated anilines, um, or made with halogenated anilines, so it's going to have contaminants of that. Um, you might think that they have high-tech high, high -tech laboratories and they're not having any contaminants. <laughs> it's untrue. Um, it's very hard to separate. When you're dealing with very complex chemical processes with petrochemicals and halogens, it is very hard to separate individual things like dioxins. So what they end up doing is they just end up leaving the dioxins in there 
That's going to be a negative. That's not going to be beneficial. Oh, my God. Um, and on top of that, as if the original petrochemical halogenated aniline mixture wasn't bad enough, then they add um, a bunch of garbage like BHT or, you know, food colorings or parabens or just all this other stuff that you... It's really not going to be beneficial. So in general, I would try and avoid pharmaceutical... Any you hear like big pharma, yeah, dude, big pharma, it's real. Like, <laughs> it's it's not good. Let me know if you want to make me make, to make an episode on on the pharmaceutical industry in and of itself. This is not really about the pharmaceutical industry, although I did spend a lot of time talking about that. I probably should talk more about actionable steps you can take, but I probably will be making a video in the future about um, pharmaceuticals. And remind me, what was that thing that I said earlier in the video that I was going to make a video on? I said I was going to make a video on, um, I'm not sure, but I'm going to look back. I'm going to remember it. All right, have a good day. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I'll see you in the next one.